Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Jungle, Jungle Tales of Tarzan by Edgar Rice Burroughs. Chapter 2. <clears throat> the Capture of Tarzan The black warriors laboured the humid heat of the jungles, stifling shade, the wall spears, they loosened the thick black loom, the deep layers of rotting vegetation, heavy nailed fingers, they scooped away the disintegrated earth from the centre of the age-old game trail. Often they ceased their labours to squat, resting, gossiping, with laughter at the edge of the pit they were digging. Against the boulows of nearby trees leaned their long oval shields of thick buffalo hide. Spears of those who were doing the scooping sweat glistened upon their smooth abion skins beneath which rolled and rounded muscles, supple in the perfection of nature's uncontaminated health. Reed Bluck, stepping wearily along the trail, towards water halted at a burst of laughter, broke upon his startled ears. For the moment he stood statuesque, his sentient diluting nostrils. Then he wheeled and fled noiselessly from the terrifying presence of man. Hundred yards away, deep in the tangle of the impenetrable jungle, Numa the lion raised his massive head. Numa dined well till almost daybreak. It required much noise to waken him. Now he lifted his nozzle and sniffed the air, caught the arid scent spore of the red reed buck, every scent of man. But Numa was well filled. Below this gutted grunt, he rose and slunk away. Brilliantly plum plumaged birds were righteous voices, darted from tree to tree, little monkeys chattering and scolding swung through the swaying limbs above the black warriors. Yet they were alone. Dreaming jungles is married life. Like the swarming streets of great metropolis is one of the lonely spots of God's great universe. But were they alone? Above them, lightly balanced upon a leafy tree, lived a grey-eyed youth, watched with eager intentness their every move. 
that had a fire of hate restrained smothered smoldered beneath the lad's evident desire to know the purpose of black men's labours such a one of these it was who had slain his beloved Kayla for them there could be naught but end to me yet he liked well to watch them and vid as he was of greater knowledge of the ways of man he saw the pit grow in depth until a great hole yawned with the trail hole which was ample large enough hold at one, one time all six excavators tarzan could not guess the purpose of so great a labor they cut long stakes sharpened their other hands and set uh, sharpened their other ends and set them intervals up right in the bottom of the pit the one went but increased nor was it satisfied with placing light cross poles at the pit the careful arrangement of leaves and earth which completely hid from view the work the black men had performed when any were done they surveyed their handiwork with evident satisfaction tarzan surveyed it too even his parents his eye there remained scarce a vigilance of evidence ancient grain trail had been tampered with in any way so above all was the eight men's speculation speculation as the purpose of the covered pit he invented blacks to part direction of their village without the usual baiting which had rendered him a terror Mugabola's people and have afforded Tarzan such a vehicle revenge as source inexhaustible delight puzzle as he would however he could not dissolve the mystery of the concealed pit for the ways of blacks were still strange ways to Tarzan he had entered his jungle but a short time before first of their kind of crouch upon their old age old supremacy beasts which laid there to nimble the lion to tentor the elephant the great apes and lisa apes to each all the myriad creatures of this savage world the ways of man were new they had much to learn these black hairless creatures they walk erect their hand put their hind put upon their hind paws they were learning it slowly and always to their sorrow so the other blacks had departed tarzan swung easily to the trail sniffing suspiciously he circled the edge of the pit squatting upon his haunches he scraped away a little earth to suppose when they took crossbars he sniffed as he touched it cocked his head upon one side and contemplated it grave, gravely for several minutes then he carefully moved covered it ranging earth as neatly as he, the blacks this done he swung himself back over among the branches the trees and moved off in search Terry fellows great apes of tribe Kak. once he crossed the trail and numbered the lion pausing for a moment his tail was smooth fruit suddenly faced his enemy and taught the insult him calling him into the curion above the dago the hyena number his yellow eye green eyes round and burning with concentrated hate glared a dancing figure above him low growls vibrated the high heavy jowls a great rage terminated into sumptuous trimless tail a sharp with full motion but realizing the past spirits of fertility long distant argument linked man he turned presently struck her off into tangled vegetation hidden from the view of his tormentor the final scream of jungle invective ape like grimace with his departing foe tarzan continued among his way on his way another mile and shifting wind brought to his keen nostrils a familiar pungent odour close at hand 
moment later, there loomed beneath him a huge, grey-black bulk foraging steadily among the grumble tail. Toes and seeds, a broker's small tree limb, a sudden crackling sound, a ponderous figure halted, grey ears were thrown forward, a long, supple trunk rose quickly to wave to and fro in search of the scent of an enemy, while two weak little eyes peered superstitiously, suspiciously fertility, fertility, about a quest of Arthur, the noise which disturbed his peace away. Tarzan laughed and loud, came close above the head, a pericidium. Tento, tento, he cried. Bara the deer is less fearful than you. Tento the elephant, greatest of jungle folk, with strength as many numbers, so his toes upon my feet, and fingers upon my hands, Tento, who cannot root great trees, trembles with fear the sound of a rogue and twig. An unbeing noise of might have been either sign of contentment or sign of relief was Tento's only reply. Outlifted trunk and ears came down, the beast tail dropped to normal, but his eyes still rolled. Rode about in search of Tarzan. You're too long. You're not too long. Kept the suspense, however, as to the whereabouts of the ape man. For a second later, the youth dropped lightly to the broad head of his own friend. And stretching himself to full length, he drummed with his bare toes upon the fair kide. His fingers scratched the more tender surface beneath the great ears. He took the tender of the gossip of the jungle, as though the great beast understood every word. They said, much there was which Tarzan could make Tender understand. Although the small talk of the wild beyond the great grey dreadnought of the jungle, he stood with blinking eyes, a swaying, gently swaying trunk, a low drinking in every word of it, with the keenest apprehension. As a matter of fact, it was with pleasant, friendly voice and caressing hands between his ears that he just enjoyed the close proximity of him. Whom he had often borne upon his back since Tarzan as a little child, and once fiercely approached the great bull, assuming upon a part him, his same friendliness which filled his own heart. Years of association, Tarzan discovered he possessed an inexplainable power to govern, to his mighty friend, his bidding. Tentor would come from a great distance. As far as his keen eyes could detect the shrill, piercing summers of the ape man, then, and when Tarzan was squatted upon his head, Tender would lumber through the jungle in a direction which his raid had bade him go with the power of man mind over that of brute. It was just as effective as both, though both for his standards or origin, though neither did. For half an hour, Tarzan sprawled there upon Tantor's back. Time had no meaning for them, for either of them. Life, as they saw it, constituted principally, keeping his stomach full filled. To Tarzan, it was less arduous labour than to Tentor. They first started his stomach, Tarzan's stomach smaller, and being ominous, food was less difficult to obtain. One did not come, one salt did not come readily to hand, and with all his many others to satisfy his hunger. He was there particular to his diet and Tentor. Would only eat the bark of certain trees, but others, while a third appealed to him, only through its leaves, leaves perhaps just at certain seasons of the year. Tenter must needs spend the whole time of his life in filling his immense stomach against the knees of his mighty foes. It is thus with all the lower elders that lie so occupied either with searching food or with the possessiveness of digestion. 
had little time for other considerations. Doubtless is a handicap. It's kept them from advancing as rapidly as man. There's no time to give to thought upon other matters. However, these questions troubled Tarzan. By little, Tanda not at all. But the former knew was that he was happy in the companionship of the elephant. He did not know why. He did not know that because he was a human being, healthy human being, he craved more living thing upon which to lavish his affection. Craved some living thing upon which to lavish affection. Childhood playmates among the apes of Kamak were great sullen brutes. They felt nor spied but little affection. A younger ape Tarzan still played with occasionally in a savage way he loved them, but they were far from satisfying real restful companions. Turned over the great mountain of calm, poise of stability, with restful and satisfying to sprawl upon his rough pit, pour one's vague hopes and aspirations to one of the great ears that flap promiscuously to and fro apparent understanding. With all the jungle folk, Tentador commanded Tarzan's greatest love, said Kala had been taken from him. Sometimes Tarzan wondered if Tentor approached his affection. It was difficult to know. Call of the stomach, most compelling and insistent call which the jungle knows, that took Tarzan finally back to the trees of his search of food, while Tentor continued his journey the opposite direction. But there are the eight men foraged. A lofty nest yielded of rich, warm, fresh, warm harvest, fruits, berries, tender plantain. Found a place where he, upon his menu in the order he happened upon them, for he did not seek not seek such foods. Meat, meat, meat. It was always meat that Tarzan and the apes hunted, but sometimes meat eluded him as a day. Thrown for the jungle, his active mind busied itself, not alone with his hunting, but many other subjects. He had a habit of recalling after the events of the preceding days and hours. He lived all over his visit, returned to a reconstructed upon the digging banks and strange cover pit they left behind them. He wondered again and again what his purpose would be, created perceptions, and arrived at judgments. He compared judgments, reaching conclusions, but always correct ones. It's true. At least he used his brain for the purpose God intended it. Which was less difficult because he got handicapped by the second hand, and usually an erroneous judgment of others. As he hovers over the cover fit, there would loom suddenly before his mental vision a huge grey black bulk. He lumbered ponderously along a jungle trail. Instantly, Tarzan tense, shock of sudden fear. He should in action, usually occupied simultaneously a life of eight men. Now he's always. He was away through leafy branches. Realization of pit purpose of swaying scarce formed its mind. Mind, fame, being for the swaying limb, the swaying limb, he raced for the middle terraces where the trees grew closer together. Again, he dropped to the ground and spread silently, like a foot, over the carpet, decaying vegetation. Only to leap again to trees where tangled undergrowth precluded rapid advance upon the surface. Anxieties cast direction to the winds, caution the beast as lost in the loyalty of the man. It become so it came that he entered a large clearing and looped deluded denuded noted of trees, about of fault they might lie there upon the further edge of spook the way with him. It was halfway across when directly in his path 
and but in a few yards away there rose from a clump of tall grasses half a dozen chattering birds. Instantly Tarzan turned on one side, for he knew well enough that matter a creature presence with a little sentinel to proclaim simultaneously. Bruta the rhinoceros scrambled to his short legs and changed furiously furiously. Have heard the charges Bruto, rhinoceros, Greek eyes, he didn't he sees but poorly. Even at short distances, both his erratic rushes due to panic of fear, his attempts to escape or inscrutable to temper, which he is generally corrected, is difficult to determine. Nor is a matter of little moment to one whom Bruto charges, for he is caught and tossed. The chances are naught will interest him thereafter. And today it chanced that Broto bore down straight upon Tarzan, across a few yards of deep, deep grass which separated them. Accident seen dotted him, direction ape man. Then his weak eyes discerned the enemy. With serious knots he charged straight for him. A little line of birds fluttered and circled round a great ward. Among the tree bunches of trees at edge of the clearing, a score of more monkeys chattered and scolded the loud snorts of angry beasts, setting them st- scurrying friendly to the other crevices. Tarzan alone appeared indifferent and serene. Directly in the path of the charge he stood, there being no time to seek safety in the trees, but a clearing, nor that Tarzan had any mind to lay his journey because of Bruto. But he had met the stupid beast before, and held him with fine contempt. Now Bruto was upon him in massive lead, lowered with long, heavy horn inclined, the frightful work with which nature designed it. As he struck upward, his weapon raked only thin air. Eight men sprang lightly aloft, cat like leap, and covered him, carried him above the threatening horn, the broad back of the rhinoceros. Marvel spring, he was on the ground, by the brutes, and racing like a deer to the trees. Brother angered and mystified by strange disappearance of prey. We're in charge for- Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. No direction which chanced to be not the direction. A Tarzan flight to an eight man came in safely to the trees, canoe swift way with the forest. So this is ahead to him. Tentor moved steady along the well torn elephant pale. Head of Tentor, crouching black warrior, listened intently, middle path. Presently he heard a sound of which he had been hoping, crackling, snapping sound, heralded approach of the elephant. In his right and left, Others, part of the jungle, were other warriors were watching. A low signal passed from one another, surprised, surprised the most distant. The quarry was afoot. Rapidly they overcoverged toward the trail, making positions of trees downwind, the point at which Tendor 
must pass them. Silently he waited, and presently, rewarded by the sight of the mighty tusker, carrying an amount of ivory, his long tusks set their greedy hearts palpitating. No sooner he passed their positions than the warriors clambered from their perches. No longer were they silent, but instead clamped their hands and shouted. They reached the ground, finished and tentor, elephant paws, outraged trunk and tail, with short great ears picked, and he sprang on along the trail to rapid, shifting pace straight toward the covered pit, his sharpened stakes outstanding ground. Behind him came the whirling whelp, yelping warriors. Early warriors are surging him to go rapid flight, which would not permit the kill examination of ground before him. Turned elephant would have turned and scattered his adversaries. A single charge fled like a frightened deer, fled towards a hideous, torturing death. Behind him all came Tarzan the apes, racing through the forest, jungle forest with a speed and agility squirrel, for he heard the shouts of the warriors interpreted them correctly. Once he uttered a great piercing call of variability from the jungle, Pantola in panic of terror, neither failed to hear or hearing deem not pause to hear deem not pause to heed. The great Perdonium was but a few yards from the hidden death lurking in his path. The black sun of success was screaming and dancing in his wake, waving their war spears and celebrating in advance of Gregorition, the splendid army carried by the prey and stuff. So felt of elephant meat, which would be theirs that night. This night, so intent upon their congratulations, they entirely failed to note the sudden passage. Man base above their heads, nor did Tentor either see him or hear him. Even now, Tarzan called for him to stop. A few more steps would participate Tentor to sharpen his takes. Tarzan fairly knew. The trees until he had come abreast the fleeing animal had then passed him. A great verge of eight men dropped the ground and sent on the trail. Ten was almost upon him, for his weak eyes permitted him to recognize his old friend stops, said cried Tarzan. The great beast halted to outrise hand. Tarzan turned to kick the side some of the brush, which hit a pit, and see Ten saw and understood. Fight, cried Tarzan. They're coming behind you. The tent on the elephant, huge bunch of nerves, and now he was half panic stricken by terror. For him, before he yawned the pit, how far he did not know. But to the right and left of the primeval jungle, touched by man, the squeal of the great beast turned suddenly at right angles and burst his way noisily through the solid wall of matted vegetation, where it stopped any but him. Tarzan standing by the edge of the pit smiled as he watched Tendo's identified flight. Soon the blacks came would come. Best of Tars and apes faded from the scene. He had set a step from the pet's edge. He threw the weight of his body upon his left foot and the earth crumbled away. Tars made a single holding effort to throw himself forward. He turned late backward and downward he went towards the sharpened stakes at the bottom of the pit. And a moment later the blacks came. They saw even from a distance that Tembo eluded them for the size of the hole of the pit. Covering was too small to have accommodated the huge bulk of an elephant. First they thought their prey had one, got, had one foot through the top and then warned, drew back. But when they come to pit's verge and peered over, the way went wide in astonishment, from quiet and still, bottom man, a wicked figure of white giants. Some of them were glimpses forest guard, 
Finally, he drew back in terror, awed presence with it for some time, believed to possess the miraculous powers of demons. But others of those pushed forward, taking, thinking only the capture of an enemy had leaped as those leapt into the pit and lifted Tarzan out the scar upon his body. None of shoving stakes had pierced him. Only swollen spot at the base of his brain connected to his injury. Falling backward, his head struck upon the side. The stakes were new and conscious. Backs were quick to discover this. And equally quick to line their shredder's arms, legs before he should regain consciousness. But he had learned to harbour with wholesome breakfast strange man-beasts consorted with their hairy tree folk. Then they carried him out a short distance towards the village. When the man's eyelids quivered and raised, he looked about at him, wondering for a moment. His full consciousness returned. He realised the seriousness of his predicament. Custom, almost from birth, to relying solely upon his own resources. He did not cast about, out, about for outside and aid now, but devoted his mind to consideration of possibilities of escape. He lay within himself in his own powers. He did not dare test the strength of his bonds. Blacks were carrying him for fear they would become representative and to them. But he kept discovered his conscious that he had little stomach for carrying heavy men through the jungle heat. They set him upon his feet and forced him forward, among them prickling him now and then with their spears, yet with every manifestation of superstitious awe in which they held him. Then they discovered their prodding brought out no outward evidence of suffering. Their awe increased. They soon desisted, half believing believing that his strange white giant was a supernatural being, so immune from pain. They approached their village, they shouted, among warriors, vicious cries, several warriors, so by the time they reached the gate, dancing, waving their spears, a great crowd of men, women, children were gathered. They had to greet them, and hear the story of their adventure. As the eyes of villagers fell upon the prisoner, their wild and heavy jaws fell open, astonishment and incredibility. For months they lived in perpetual terror, the weird white demon whom but few had ever glimpsed and lived to describe warriors disappeared from the paths almost out sight of the village, in sight of the village from the midst of the companions, spiritually completely as though they had been swallowed by the earth. And later at night their dead bodies had fallen as from the cabins of the village street. Their fearful creatures appeared by night, the huts of the village killed and disappeared, leaving him Leaving behind him the huts with his dead, strange, terrifying evidences, evidences of a cunning sense of humour. Now he is in their power, no longer could he terrorise him. Slowly realisation is dawned upon him. A woman, screaming around forward, struck the ape man across the face. Another, another followed her example. To a thousand each was surrounded by fighting, clawing, yelling mobs of natives. Then Babogo, the chief, came and laying his spear, heavily across the shoulders of his people, drove them from their prey. He was, we will save him until night, he said. Far out in the jungle, tamed on the elephant, first panic of fear eluded. Stood without pecked ears and a routine trunk. Always a passing through the convulsion motions of his savage brain. Could he be such a Tarzan? Could we recall and measure the surface of eight men fallen for him? Oh, there'd be no doubt, but he did not. Did he, but did he feel gratitude? Would he have risked his own life to save Tarzan? Could he have known the danger which confronted his friend? You would doubt it. Anyone at all familiar with elephants would doubt it. Even Mr. Men who hunted 
much within with elephants in India. We'll, we will tell you, and never have heard an instance in which one of these animals has gone to aid a man in danger, even a man had often befriended it. So it would be doubted that Tendor, Tendor would have attempted to overcome his instinct fear of the black men in an effort to succor Tarzan. The screams of ferreted villages came faintly, scented ears. He reeled as a flowing terror, clumsily flight. But something stayed him again. He turned again, raised his trunk, and gave a voice a shrill call. He then stood listening. In the distant village there, Mumbola, there was stored quite an order. The voice of Tender was scarcely audible. Black, but to the keen eyes of Tars and apes, for his message. Captors were leading him to hut. We might be confined and guarded against the coming of the Noctoglo Orgy. For the remark, he tortured lame death. He halted as he heard the notes of Tendor's call. Raising his head, gave vent to a terrifying scream, sent cold chills for the suspicious blacks, caused the warriors who guarded him deep, even back, even though their prisoner's arms were securely bound behind him. They have raised spears that circled him for a moment longer. He stood listening. Fading from a distance came another answering cry. Tarzanate sat away, turned, quite pursued his way towards the hut where he was to be imprisoned. The afternoon wore on. For only village eight men heard the bustle and preparation for the feast. Through the doorway of the hut he saw the women laying the cooking fires, providing the earthen cauldrons with water. Above all this, he went across the jungle. Eager listening for the coming of Tentor. Even Tarzan was but half believed he would come, but he knew Tentor was be- even better than Tentor knew himself. He knew the timid heart which lay in a great body, in a giant body. He knew the panic of terror which had sent of Gomori, which inspired within the savage beast. The night drew up on. Hope died within his heart in a stoic calm to wild beast. He was. He resigned himself to meet his fate which awaited him. All of noon he'd been working, working, working the bonds of help with his wrists. Very slowly he was giving. He might flee his hands before they came to lead him to the butchered. Be butchered. He did toss and licked his lips in amputation. Smiled a cold, grim smile. He could imagine the field of soft flesh beneath his fingers, seeing his white teeth in the throats of his hormone. He would let them taste his rough, but they overpowered him. At last they came painted, befeathered warriors, even more hideous than nature had intended them. They came and pushed him to open, with his as greeted by wild shouts from the assembled villagers. The state they led him, as they pushed him roughly against his primary tree, to binding him there securely, the dance of death presently encircled him. Tarzan sets his mighty throughs with strangle powerful wrench, parted the loosened thongs which has killed his hands. Like fault for quickness, he leaped forward among the warriors nearest him, a blow sending him to earth, as growling and snarling the babe's man leaped upon the beast of another. His fangs were buried instantly, the juggle of his avestry. Then a half hundred black men leaped upon him, and bore down to, uh, him to earth, striking, clawing, snapping as eight men fought, fought to his foster people, and taught him to fight, fight like a wild beast cornered, his strength, his agility, his courage, his intelligence, 
Randy immediately matched the half a dozen black men to in hand hand struggle. But not even Tarzan Apes could hope to successfully cope with half a hundred. Slowly they were overpowering him. Though a scored and bled with ugly wounds, two lay still beneath the trampling feet, their rolling bodies of the contestants. Overpowering their might, but could they keep him overpowered while they bound him? A half an hour of desperate endeavour convinced them they could not. So Mo- Maboga, who was like all good rulers, had circled in the safety of the background, called to one of the called to one work his way in and speared the victim. Gradually, through the milling, bloody men, the warrior approached the object's quest. He stood with poison poised spear by his head, waiting for instant dispose of Ronald part of eight men's body, and still not endangered one of the blacks. Close and close to the edge, without following the movements of twisting, scuffling competence, the growls of eight men sent cold chills in the warrior's spine, causing him to go carefully, lest he miss first cast and lay himself open to attack from his merciless teeth and mighty hands. At last he found an opening. High he raised his spear, but his spear tensed his muscles, rolling beneath his glistening ebon hide. And from the jungle just beyond the palace side came thunderous crashing. Her spear hand pulls the black cast, quick glance in direction of disturbance. They did the others, the blacks were not occupied, who had not occupied the subjection of the eight men. In the glare of the fires, they stood a huge bulk, bulk tubbing in the barricade. They saw the predictable belly and sway inward. They saw it burst through, built of straws, an instant later, temple. Elephants thundered back down upon them. To the right and left, the ducks fled, screaming terror. Some of them hovered upon the verge of strife. With the Tarzan heard, I made good of escape. But half a dozen of them were so wrapped in their bloody madness, that they tried, failed to note, approached the great Tusker. Upon these timbers charged, trumpeting furiously. Above them he stopped, he sent his trunk waving among them. There at the bottom he found Tarzan bloody, but still battling. Whoever turned his eyes upward from the melee, above him towered a gigantic bulk of the Peridonium. Little eyes flashing with a reflected light, fires wicked, frightful, terrifying. The warriors screamed, and as he screamed, thunderous tongue and circled him, lifted him high above the ground, and hurled him far above after a fleeing crowd. Another, another, Tambor wrenched from the body of the eight men, throwing him right to left. They lay either moaning or very quiet. The death came slowly at once. A distant Moboga read his troops. He read his eyes and noted the great ivory tarsa bull. The greatest panic of terror relieved. He urged the men forward to attack the heavy elephant spears. But as they came, Tambor swung Tarzan to his broad head and willing lumbered off in the jungle through the great rent he had made in the palisade. Evanters may be right, but ever, 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 that this animal would not have rendered such a service to a man. But the Tendor Tarzan was not a man, he was but a fellow jungle beast. It is so that Temple Elephant discharged the obligation to Tarzan the Apes, cementing even more closely the friendship that had resisted between them. The Tarzan and the little brown boy rode upon Tendor's huge back through the moonlit jungle beneath the equatorial. Stars. Our family has grown. 
Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.